I'm Timothy Putnam, and I'll be your host for the next hour. Each week we gather right here to explore the foundations of our faith, to look at the implications of our faith on our daily lives, so that together you and I can prepare to live outside the walls. If you've listened for any amount of time on this show, you know that I am a big fan of localism. And by localism, I mean that we partake and participate uh, in our local economy uh, by buying not only from smaller shops, but also uh, buying local things. Uh, I love being here in the Lexington, Kentucky area because there, there are a lot of, uh, of farmers, either uh, professionally or who just are, are growing a little bit extra. So there's a lot of farmers markets. And you go to the, even going to the normal grocery store, you can find uh, really a, a good variety of things that were grown locally at a very competitive price. Now, I do believe that uh, when it comes down to, you know, if it's organic, if it's something for my, you know, my health, I don't really care. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to buy what is affordable uh, that is still healthy-ish, right? But when it comes to buying something that is local, well, I'll pay a little bit extra for that. I really will uh, because I know that I am supporting uh, the work of someone in in my community, right? I'm I'm not just going to this conglomerate and paying money to them. No, I'm I'm actually participating in solidarity. Uh, in fact, one of our previous guests, uh, Rebecca Bratton Weiss, we had her on a couple of weeks ago to talk about the politics of not unfriending. Great episode. Uh, and so, one of the things she said on Facebook recently is, "If you don't support your local farmers, then don't pretend." to adhere to solidarity. Uh, you know, the, a lot of people out there talking about the principles of subsidiarity and solidarity as they understand them. Uh, and they look at it really purely from a political perspective when, when it really is a more broad-reaching uh, principle than that. Uh, sub- solidarity means that I, I help and support my local community and the farmers who are nearby because they are... Uh, my people, as it were. Uh, and this all comes up because I'm drinking Ale 8 One, <laughs> which is a, it's a Kentucky uh, ginger ale. And, you know, I don't know if you know this or not, but I almost guarantee that your local area has some kind of soft drink, gen- generally a ginger ale, but you've got some kind of soft drink that is unique to your area. Now, maybe it's uh, spread far and wide, but uh, it's still unique to your area. So, for instance, when I was in Texas, Dr. Pepper, that's the drink. Now, I, I drink that nearly religiously. Um, I'm far more, you know, people I grew up with, with people being really down on alcohol. I grew up in a kind of a teetotaling uh, tradition. Uh, you know, I, I don't even know the right word for it. It wasn't a, a group of people. A culture, a subculture, there you go. I was, grew up in a subculture that was very down on alcohol. I'm far more addicted to Dr. Pepper than I, than I ever will be to any kind of alcoholic beverage. Uh, you know, I, or I smoke a pipe from time to time. Uh, I'm more addicted to Dr. Pepper than I ever will be uh, to tobacco because those things I enjoy for the pleasure of it, for, a, you know, I when I'm around other people or... I don't know. I did, whatever it is, I don't partake of that nearly as often or nearly as uh, have nearly the need for it than I do Dr. Pepper. So Dr. Pepper is still my thing, even though I'm not in Texas. But that's the Texas drink. Uh, my my father-in-law is from 
oh gosh, up in Michigan, and they have a, a ginger ale there called uh, Verner's, and it's it's kind of like Bark's root beer. It's kind of got a bite to it. Love it. Um, but here in Kentucky, we have this lovely, uh, light, almost flowery uh, ginger ale called Ale Eight One. I think it came out around the same time as Seven Up. So you know they had to they had to one up them, right? And we have an eight in ours. Uh, and so if you're ever driving through the area, I think they distribute it uh, around Kentucky. And uh, you know what? Actually, sorry, this is completely random. I think I saw Ale Eight One in a uh, in a Cracker Barrel of all places. So next time you're rolling through a Cracker Barrel, or if you're going through Ohio or uh, Kentucky or uh, Tennessee, and you stop into a gas station, look for a green bottle with a red label, Ale Eight One. Good stuff. Uh, we're talking about localism. Not really. I mean, that's not the topic of the show. That's the topic of th- these first five minutes because I, I have one open in front of me and I was enjoying it. Now, later in the show, we're going to be talking with Lisa Hendy. She's the, the founder of CatholicMom.com, uh, not just for moms, by the way, uh, but she's got a brand new book out called The Catholic Mom's Prayer Companion, a book of daily reflections, a uh, number of, of just a year's worth of reflections from a number of different authors. Uh and a great book. We're going to be talking about that later, as well as talking about how to use this time. You know what time it is. It's time to get the kids away. It's back to school time. Uh, and so to use this back to school time as also a time to get back to faith. Uh, and so, yeah, it's going to be a great conversation. You're not going to want to go anywhere. Uh, but it's not time even for our first break yet. There's still a lot more to talk about. One of those things I want to talk to you about is uh, my blog. I do blog. I blog over on the Pathios Network. The blog name is A Belief Observed. Uh, the easiest way to get to it uh, is to go to my website, OutsideTheWalls.com. There's a little link right up at the top that says blog. If you click on that, it'll take you straight to it. Uh, but I, I want to talk to you about the comments box. A couple of reasons for this. One, I am so grateful that you listen week in and week out to this show. Uh, and so I want to invite you to interact with me. Of course, we've been doing that for a while over on social media, uh, facebook.com slash step outside the walls on Twitter. The handle is at outside the walls and on Instagram, it is also step outside the walls. Uh, but you, we also have the blog, a whole com box just waiting for you to interact with me on topics that we don't talk about on the show. Uh, this last week I've, I've written several actually, uh, Actually, a couple of them are reposts, but uh, I did a piece on the sacrament of confession, why we do it, why I do it specifically. Uh, you know, so often we can get caught up in apologetics and trying to figure out how do I word this best so that you uh, you come to understand and believe what I believe. Uh, we got whole shows on Catholic radio, actually multiple shows on Catholic radio all across uh, the airwaves that are dedicated to apologetics. We have whole blogs that are dedicated to apologetics that are to basically peeling back the layers of the onion to get to the cores of our beliefs. And and that's an important thing sometimes. Sometimes. But sometimes we just need to tell our story. I think we can get so daunted by trying to come up with the right answer that we don't even give the answer of our own experience. And our own experience, our story, is such a powerful thing. And so uh, I put up uh, a, a blog on 
why I go to confession. And really, it's twofold. It's coming to the realization, wow, I tried way too hard to give uh, a, a defense and didn't spend nearly enough time trying to give an answer. So I, I want you to go check that out, and I want you to read it. I want you to share it. I want you to comment on it in the comment boxes. Uh, then, let's see, uh, I did a post on how my own thought processes uh, and, and opinions have changed since I came into the Catholic Church. It's kind of a, a Reformation story, but rather than the Reformed Church, the Church has reformed me. Uh, so there's a, a lot of great blogs over there. My wife did a review on—we uh, watched The Little Prince with our children— uh, and actually, we're very disappointed in it. And uh, so she wrote a review that you can go and look on the blog and uh, tell me what you think about it. You know, And one of the reasons that I want you to do that is because comboxes are notorious, more so than Facebook. Because Facebook, you know, most of the people that are there, you have invited to be there by virtue of them being on your friends list. And so um, for the most part, the comments that you get on Facebook are you know, they're generally just kind of light ribbing uh, where your friends are like, oh, yeah, whatever. You know, the, the normal kind of humor that you're used to or the normal kind of uh, disagreement that you're used to with your friends. Comboxes are a different world. Uh, they are filled with uh, the trolls, right? here, there, <laughs> there be dragons beyond the edge of the map. Uh, and there are people who, who the only reason they go to read these blogs is to see how many buttons they can push. And there are bloggers out there who are just amazingly restrained in the way that they interact with these people. I've had to basically lock mine down. And now you can still comment, but I see every comment before it gets posted. I need you to come because there are so many people out there who are just really crazy uh, that it would be really delightful to have some uh, fun and encouraging and uh, productive conversation. So why don't you come over and read the blogs and then uh, comment. We'll have a, a nice little conversation. You can also always uh, find me on Facebook and on Twitter, and uh, we'll have conversations that way as well. And I'm just convinced that people don't get my humor. I was on a, a Facebook uh, discussion today, and and I've just decided that my my basic question when I'm in a conversation with someone on Facebook is, if Cliff Clavin from Cheers was a Catholic, what would he say right now? Because, you know, it's a little known fact that, no, not really. I mean, really, that's what I, my, nobody gets my humor. You, you know, you just need to come over and and come laugh at my jokes. Just help me out. Come laugh at my jokes. Oh, we're going to be right back. We're going to be talking with Lisa Hindi, founder of Catholic Mom, about how to make this back-to-school season also a time to get back to faith. Join the conversation over at facebook.com slash stepoutsidethewalls. On Twitter, the handle is at Outside the Walls. You can also get to all of our social media accounts through the website, outsidethewalls.com. We'll be right back right after this. Welcome back to Outside the Walls. I'm your host, Timothy Putnam. Thanks for sticking around. 
Well, I've decided to give you a break today, and you're welcome. Uh, last couple of weeks, we've been talking about politics and political type things that have, uh, you know, the, the, we, we have differing opinions on that, and, and those are things that, uh, as Catholics, through our prudential judgment, we're allowed as people of goodwill to come to different conclusions. Uh, but I, I've decided to give you a little bit of a, a breather, and we're going to talk about uh, other stressful things. Back to school. Yay! Uh, you know, we think, oh, it's going to be so great when we get the kids back to school. We won't have to worry about anything. And then, you know, then all of the activities start up and it's really just every bit as busy. Uh, and so today we're talking with Lisa Hendy. She's the, the, the founder of CatholicMom.com uh, and is got a brand new book, The Catholic Mom's Prayer Companion, we're going to talk about a little bit later. Uh, but we're talking about how to use this back to school time as a time to get back to the basics as well. Uh, Lisa, thanks for being on the show today. Oh, thank you, Tim and Z. It's a joy to be with you and your listeners. So you founded uh, CatholicMom.com. You you uh, obviously are a Catholic mom. Talk, talk to us a little bit, for someone who's not aware, what is CatholicMom.com, how do they find it, and what benefit is it to their lives? Well, um, I want to make sure that the, the half of your listeners who, who aren't moms stay tuned in because this is a topic that's really relevant for anyone. CatholicMom.com was founded back uh, in the year 2000. Um, I was then and still am now a Catholic mom. Um, my boys then, uh, Eric and Adam, were were uh, second grade and kindergarten. And it was the uh, the second grader, we were attending a, one of those back-to-school religious ed um second grade teacher, teacher sacramental prep evenings, and the teacher was talking with us parents about how we were the primary faith formation teachers for our children. And, you know, even though I'd been born and raised Catholic and been all the way through Catholic school myself, that that uh, marching order um, and the, the fact that my husband at that time was not yet Catholic um, really put a lot of fear into me. And so I went searching around for resources online and wasn't finding a lot. And I actually, back then, I didn't found CatholicMom.com because I thought I had all the answers, and I, I still don't. But I was pretty sure there were others like me who really wanted to strive to give the best to our kids. And I, I really set the website up with the desire to create a community. And now, 16 years later, we're still learning and still growing strong. And uh, really, this site's for anyone who's looking to, to grow and to share their Catholic faith. Now, in this new book, uh, the the Catholic Mom's Prayer Companion, uh, this is a compilation. It's 365 days of meditations over the the course of the year. Uh, And it's not just you. It's Catholic moms and dads uh, from from all over the Catholic uh, world providing insight to these, these important questions. Absolutely. We wanted it to reflect that kind of culture, a Catholic mom. And a lot of people are surprised by the number of men that we have writing for our site, including um, a couple of priests and deacons and religious sisters and some um, young single women, single parents. Um, so really reflective of the church as a whole. And, and we wanted this book to be that to 81 voices in this book and actually 366 days because we include a uh, leap day. But really the, the idea is to reflect you know, if you were to look around yourself in church and see who's sitting in the pews around you, you know, that's what we're trying to do in this book is to create a, a daily um, resource to bring people into a 
community of prayer, and that's why we call it the Prayer Companion, um, because we don't want moms especially to feel alone in their faith journey. Yeah. There are a lot of names in this book that you're going to be familiar with. Uh, Of course, we've got Elizabeth Scalia, who is uh, over at the Alatia Network and participates with Breadbox Media from time to time. Uh, We have, let's see, Mark Cardronella I had on the show. He was the author of Keep Your Kids Catholic. He's offered some things in here, as well as Jeff Young, the Catholic foodie, who's also a Breadbox host. And guess who else? Yes, yes, our very own Allison Gingras uh, has contributed both to CatholicMom.com and to this book. Uh, of course, you can find her show on the Breadbox Media app as well. So you've got, uh, we, we even have a mention in the back here on Bread, you know, in, in uh, Allison's bio. It says you can listen to her on, ah, there it is, BreadboxMedia.com. If you've not yet downloaded the app, now is the time to do it as we're talking about this book. So uh, now, here we are. We're getting back into the swing of things, and things get a little crazy during our routines just get shot during the summer. So you have this idea of using back to school as a time to get back to faith. Uh, tell me a little bit about what that means to you and, and what you're wanting to express with that. Well, you know, I'm one of those moms who, when my kids were littler, I actually used to hate back to school time because I loved having them home during the summer and kind of the unstructured time of summer. And you mentioned the busyness of the school year, you know, all the activities and sports and everything else. But one thing that I, that I realized early on was that taking my boys back to school was kind of a reboot for me personally, that, you know, if there were habits that had fallen off, if I maybe wasn't getting my, my prayer time in or exercise time or eating right, that this was a a time like, you know, we talk about New Year's as far as New Year's resolutions, but that this could be a a fresh start for me and for the boys too. And um, so I really now kind of embrace this time of year, even though my kids are older, that this is a time to kind of really reflect back on, you know, what in my life needs to be enhanced and um, always for me, you know, there's never enough time for prayer. And, and so this is a really great time to really look at what are my routines going to be for this year as I look at the new school year and how can I carve out more time in my day to pray personally and to pray with my family. So what are some ways that you have found being a busy mom, being an international speaker, you travel, you have a lot of responsibilities, a lot of things on your plate. Uh, what are some things that you do in routine in prayer that that help you connect more, uh, not not necessarily deeper, but more consistently? The the biggest thing for me has been committing to a daily reading of the gospel, um, and that is a something that for me actually I've been doing this for the last four or five years, and we do have a feature on the website catholicmom.com a daily gospel reflection. And what we do is we take, you know, the church's liturgy of the word, the daily gospel, and we, um, we read it together as a community. And then um, we always have a reflection on the website based on that gospel. And so for me personally, the first part of my prayer time every day is, you know, after having kind of given my day over to God in a morning offering is reading the gospel. And then really for just a few moments, um, reflecting on what it is that that particular gospel has for me that day. And it's kind of amazing when you do this on a regular basis, how God just sends you such pearls of wisdom. And a lot of times I don't wake up until halfway through my morning prayer, but (laughs) I'm gulping down my coffee and I'm reading the gospel thinking, wow, you know, this is exactly what I needed for this day. Mm -hmm. You know, and I find in that 
as you're reading it, you're you're looking at this and going, you know, I, okay, I'm I'm being faithful to read it. I don't necessarily even see anything in this. I but God, you know, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to do this, even so even though I don't feel anything, even though this feels like the driest portion of the gospel possible. Thank you for that this morning. Uh, as I go through my day, I notice that I'm more in tune. I'm more aware that, that, that God is with me. I'm more aware of my responsibility to God and to the people who are around me because of that than if I didn't do that reading. And it's like maybe it doesn't even have any correlation to the thing that I read in some ways, it's just making sure that the that there's a connection that's made. I think that's so true. And, you know, I mean, you can look at certainly there are times of the year where the Gospels are more rich with, um, il- you know, illustrations, parables, things that we can definitely understand. And then there are other days where it's like, oh, I didn't get this today. But, you know, there's something about also praying this together and realizing that as I'm reading this and you, Timothy, are reading it and friends around the world that we're all connected with scripture in this way, as we are with the Eucharist, you know, that that's the commonality of that is just something that really speaks to my heart. Well, it's also a way that, um, that we can engage other people who are not Catholic people of, uh, of other Christian traditions because we share the gospels, right? And so to, to allow that to be a point of insight of saying, Hey, you know, uh, I read. I was reading the gospel this morning. This is what I found out. You know, I mean, that sounds. Uh, some people are really reticent to do that kind of conversation. But if you're around someone who you trust enough, uh, and if you're around someone who you know would be amicable to hearing that kind of thing, uh, then that can create also a point of conversation to to share. Not so much to share your faith in the knock on a door kind of way, but to share your experience of the faith. Uh, in your daily routine. Absolutely. And I think that commonality with our brother, Christian brothers and sisters, you know, for a lot of them, a witness, something as simple as saying, oh, as I was reading scripture this morning, you know, they, many of them think we don't read the Bible. <laughs> and in some cases, they're right. Um, and, and in the meanwhile, we have this full core serving, you know, every day of, of this beautiful liturgy. And I'm probably making this sound like I'm more studious than I am. But I just really think that you know, if you only have a few moments each day um, to start your day, and for moms, I really think you have to just kind of do it first thing in the morning, um, that it's really the fuel that we need for the rest of the day. But um, I just think reading the gospel can be just a beautiful way to get into the rhythm of the church year as well. Mm -hmm. And I, I love that, you know, the church has given us these really brief reflections every day, these really brief uh, sections of the gospel. Of course, you can get to those by going to usccb.org, and over there in that right-hand sidebar, there's a calendar. You click on the day, and it gives you the readings of the day. Well, we'll be right back and continue this conversation with Lisa Hindi, uh, founder of catholicmom.com. In the meantime, why don't you run over to social media and join our conversation? Facebook.com slash Step Outside the Walls. On Twitter, the handle is at Outside the Walls. Uh, tell me about your morning routine and what you do to connect with God. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to Outside the Walls.
Welcome back to Outside the Walls. I am your host, Timothy Putnam. Having a great day. We're talking with the, the founder of CatholicMom.com, Lisa Hindi, and I, I love the name of that, CatholicMom.com, because it, it almost feels Seussian with the rhyme, right, and the meter, CatholicMom.com. You just kind of say it <laughs> together. Uh, so we're talking with Lisa about getting back to school and back to faith, and uh, I have in my hands this lovely edition of the Catholic Mom's Prayer Companion, uh, 366 uh, book of daily reflections uh, by by what did you say 86 80, 80 something authors 81 81 co-authors so uh, by all means you need to go pick this thing up and uh, the best way to do it you know there's Amazon there's all these places that are out there you can go to AveMariaPress.com but I tell you what we want to as as a principle of subsidiarity. Uh, we want to, uh, and as a principle of solidarity, honestly, we want to support our local businesses. So if you've got a Catholic bookstore in your area and you would like for there to remain a Catholic bookstore in your area, please, by all means, walk in the door. Because whatever price difference you're going to find from online to there, the, the, the shipping is going to make up the difference. Go in and build a relationship with the people who are right there in your local area. If you don't have a Catholic bookstore in your area, well, then there are other places to get a hold of it. But if you do have a Catholic bookstore, by all means, go, go make friends. Go tell them, uh, you know, I am looking for an Ave Maria book. I'm sure you've already got it on your, on your shelves, uh, but can you, can you point me to the, the Catholic Mom's Prayer Companion? Bright orange cover, lovely little picture of Our Lady on the front. And they'll say, oh, yeah, it's right over here. I haven't seen you before. This is going to be so awesome. Catholic bookstores all over the country are going to be so grateful for uh, for your words. And, you know, having um, just recently been at a conference with a lot of bookstore owners, I just can't say enough what – these are people who are really on the front lines of ministry. So when we choose to purchase resources through them, we, we support not only their business but the ministry work they do to people who wander in all the time just looking for support and – someone who can kind of shine a light for them. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think one of the dangers that we have in the globalization of our economy is that we can lose sight of, of our community. Uh, you know, you, you have the Walmarts come in and you lose the mom and pops. And, and so to save uh, a few dollars here or there, we often negate the livelihoods of those people who are right in our community who I think we have an obligation to. Well, and, you know, that's really a great tie-in to what we're trying to do with the book because you notice that we call it the Prayer Companion, and on social media we're using hashtag Prayer Companion, and that's kind of intentional because I know from my own experience there are a lot of moms out there who just feel really alone in their faith journey, that maybe they feel like they've lost track of God in their life, that they can't, you know, they're so busy and they're so overwhelmed that they just, they don't feel like they have any time for prayer and that they're alone in it. Um, and maybe their spouse doesn't share that. So I really hope that with this resource that we lift up, you know, them to a community that's just waiting to receive them. Well, I think that that's something that we as humans have need for, that our society is is creating lots of artificial community for us. Um, but it's taken away a lot of our ability to, to actually be in community. I mean, how often do you actually go next door to, to borrow something from your neighbor? In fact, I have a funny story about that. 
my wife, we were packing. You've done this recently as well, Lisa. Uh, we were packing to move, and we, she had she wanted to cook dinner. Uh, and, well, she had already packed the can opener and couldn't find it. And so she went around searching uh, to see what she could do. She looked up online. Uh, she spent the time to go research online how to open a can without a can opener. And she found this great way of using a spoon, and she got almost all the way done, and she, li- she sliced her hand open. And, and the neighbor... Oh, no. The neighbor found out and said, I have a can opener. Why didn't you come next door? And I think that that's what our, our quickness to jump online, our quickness for, uh, for the globalization and the, the quick solutions and answers. We've lost sight of the people who are right here, who are doing the same things we're doing, who can support us and give us strength and community. Right. And I think actually, you know, for um, one thing that's really interesting with the website is that it's led into, you know, real world relationships. Mm-hmm. But I received just so many emails from moms every week and often they they really kind of break my heart. There are things that will never be up on the website, but I'm praying with and for a lot of women around the country who I know are really just they're so devoted to their vocation as Catholic wife and mom, but they just feel empty. And so I really hope that with this book, we give them, you know, it's almost like a little hug that we can give them to let them know that they're not alone, that they don't have to walk this journey alone and that there's fuel, you know, to help them through the hardships that they face and also, you know, people to celebrate with them too, when things are good. Mm -hmm. So let's talk just a little bit about how to use this website maybe as a springboard, because what the website does is it provides some excellent content. It does provide some semblance of community, uh, but it can also be a catalyst to creating community in your parish. You can say, Hey, I've got this great new book. Uh, Why don't we get together on Tuesdays? and and talk about uh, our prayer journeys for this week. And there are Catholic moms all around you uh, who you may think, oh gosh, well, they're, they're, they've got their lives all perfect and together. They don't. Uh, you know, our kids sit perfectly still in Mass, and we, we still need community. Uh, and so, you know, use this, use the stuff that's on CatholicMom.com as an opportunity to begin to foster community right where you are. Right. One of our favorite resources on the website is our um, Sunday gospel activities. And so a lot of um, families come and grab those are coloring pages and puzzles and worksheets that families can use to help their kids prep for mass on Sundays. Mm. But we also have a whole line of CatholicBomb.com books that are resources that, um, you know, are, are there just waiting for moms to start mom groups in their schools or parishes. And we want to support you in that. So if you're someone who doesn't know where to get started, you can email me at lisa at catholicmom.com, and I'm happy to walk you through some ideas that we have for how to how to build some fellowship in your school or parish or homeschooling group. Now, Catholic mom uh, is a wide term. It goes all the way from someone who, who has a, a brand new baby all the way up to you. You're dropping a kid off in college right now. Uh, what are the resources? Do they cover that broad range on the website as well? Right, it does, and it includes. I'd, I'd say it also includes um, spiritual mothers, those who maybe have never 
physically given birth, but that are really, you know, a mother figure to women in their lives or to, uh, to children. So really, um, and I have men all the time tell me I come to Catholic mom every day. So really, you know, uh, despite the name, um, you know, what we've tried to create is uh, something that mirrors the domestic church and every truly, you know, Timothy, every domestic church looks different. Yours is different from mine. And so, you know, we're not going to cover every base, but we're really trying to cast a broad net and to serve people right where they are. And and sometimes as people who are very devout and have a very active faith life, and frankly, sometimes as people who've been away from the faith or have never had any, you know, faith, then we want to be a landing place for them to really kind of hold their hand and walk them closer to the joy that is a relationship with Jesus Christ in the church. I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit. I want you to think back over the the whole uh, life of your children as you were raising them uh, in the faith. I want you to think of what is the uh, a practice that you did at one specific time. I don't really. It doesn't matter how long it was uh, that you found really engaged your children in the faith. Whether it be a specific thing that you did in prayer or a specific uh, curriculum or a specific thing that you worked with as a family. What was a practice that you did? that you found to be exceptionally effective with your children? You know, I have to say for us, it was car prayer without a doubt. And so I was fortunate to be able to drive my kids to school every day. And um, we would, you know, the second that we were backing out of the garage would begin the sign of the cross, pray the Our Father and the Hail Mary together, and then to review some prayer intentions for the day. And, um, when they were little, you know, it was rein them in, try to get them, you know, participating in that. Then when they got a little bit older, they were arguing over who got to lead the prayers. <laughs> and then, of course, you get to the age where they're getting a little bit more towards the teenage years and you've got the uh, rolled eyes and the crossed arms. But, you know, inviting them really even at that moment to to and to say, what can I pray for for you today? And to ask them, you know, what are they facing that day that's going to be a challenge? And then really audibly to take that to prayer. Um, and, you know, there were many times when they did not participate, but I, I, I believe that those prayers and that, that time of formation for us, you know, starting our day every day was a real blessing. And if you have bus riders, you know, do this as you're walking them to the bus or somehow just gather for one or two minutes together as you start your day, especially on those school days to let them know that you are their prayer warrior. I love that because it also makes it very clear as a parent that you, my child, can come talk to me about difficult things, and rather than uh, just disapproving looks, you're going to get prayer. Exactly. And sometimes when you ask them, what can I pray for you for today? If you ask a teenage boy, oh, how was your day? What's, you know— what, you know, what happened at school today, you're going to get, oh, fine, nothing, you know, <laughs> one word answers. Right. But oftentimes when you ask them, you know, what can I pray for for you? Or what's happening with your friends? What, you know, is there anything that you have a need for prayer for? You will be surprised um, at what you hear from them. And, and it does train them that not only are you there for them, but that God, more importantly, hears and knows and understands and blesses um, the challenges in their lives. Yeah. We've been talking with Lisa Henley, founder of Catholic Mom, and about this new book, The Catholic Mom's Prayer Companion. Go to your local Catholic bookstore and pick it up from Ave Maria Press. Join our conversation over on Facebook.com slash Step Outside the Walls. On Twitter, the handle is at Outside the Walls. And tell me about a practice of faith that you do that you feel makes a difference in your children's lives. 
We'll be right back after this. You're listening to Outside the Walls. Welcome back to Outside the Walls. I'm your host, Timothy Putnam. I am so glad that you're here. Uh, I'm just about finished with this AL8. Uh, it's taken about the whole show because I'm I'm talking, right? And I, I can't very well drink it while I'm talking. That would make for really bad radio. <laughs> so uh, I've got a little bit left, and uh, I'll have to finish that after the break. Uh, I get, well, after the show's over, really, because this is this is the end for this week. Now, uh, you, you don't have to wait a whole week. You can find me over at facebook.com slash step outside the walls on Twitter. You got it. The handle is at outside the walls. And what's more, you can become a friend of the show. Now, really, you can become a friend of me on Facebook. I, I, I don't have my wall locked down at all. You find me and I will friend you and you can do, you know, we can have all kinds of fun conversations more than just the articles I post on the, the official Facebook page. Uh, but you can do more than that. You can friend not just me, but the show. Now, how do you friend a show? You're like, I already like the page on Facebook. Thank you for that, by the way. Uh, no, there's more to Friend of the Show than just that. Friend of the Show is a, a program, a, uh, a family, a network, a community, whatever you want to call it, of people who support this show in a very real and tangible way. Now, what do I mean by real and tangible way? Well, it's monetary. Uh, now, you can pray for me all, all you want, and I appreciate it, but... Uh, but if you want to see this show continue and succeed and grow and et cetera and so forth, and you want to know that you're providing just a little bit of support for my six children to make sure that there's always food on the table, uh, then one of the ways you can do that is through the Friend of the Show program. Now, you give $10 a month. Now, there's no set amount, but at $10 a month is when the incentives start. Uh, you give $10 a month. And you are a friend of the show. And being a friend of the show, you join others who have said, hey, this show is so much fun that we want to participate in it. Uh, and so you get to be now in a special group of people who get exclusive content. That's right. There's more of this humor that you could be uh, participating in, that you could be receiving in, in a, an exclusive kind of a way. Uh, and so, yeah, we, we have special content, we have special videos, we have special conversations that you are included in as a friend of the show for $10 a month. Uh, now, something else that you can do and get from being a friend of the show is I have books. I've got books to give away. I've got books to give away. Uh, I get books from quality publishers all over the Catholic world month after month. Some of these books uh, end up in interviews. The one that we had today was a book that I got from an interview. I'm not going to give that away because my wife has already claimed it. Uh, but some of these times when I have a, a guest come on, we give away that book that was given to me by a publisher. But sometimes there are a lot of books that come through here that never make it on the show. And I have these all lined up and ready to give away. Ready to give away. I've got one from uh, Deacon Harold Burke Sivers right here, Behold the Man. 
I've got, uh, let's see, Transformed by God's Word. It's a, a nice little commentary. Uh, I've got The Father's No Best by Jimmy Aiken. I've got uh, The Protestant's Dilemma. I've got uh, By What Authority by Mark Shea. All kinds of these books that I am wanting to give away. And I'm going to give away one a month to people who have become friends of the show uh, and send them directly to your house with a nice little uh, letter inscribed uh, of thanks for you being a part of that Friend of the Show network. So I know, I, know, I know what you're saying. You're saying, how do I become a part of this thing, this amazing, awesome thing? It's very easy. You go to, I've, I've actually made it even easier now. You go to my website, OutsideTheWalls.com. Right up at the top, there's a little tab in the menu that says, Become a Friend of the Show. That's all it takes. You go there, you click that, you fill in the information. There's one little tricky part. It's going to ask you which show host you want to be a friend of, and you click the down, uh, the down drop-down box, and you resist the temptation. You, you, you blow by everybody's name until you get to mine, Timothy Putnam, because there are other shows on Breadbox Media that, that also are part of this. But you go all the way down to my name, Timothy Putnam, click that, uh, enter the amount that you want to give on a monthly basis to help this show succeed, expand, and grow, and you'll get exclusive content, and you'll get a book. You'll be entered to win a book. And right now, right now we have uh, a number of people in the friend of the show that is of the amount that you would be pretty much guaranteed in short order to get uh, a book sent to you because there's not a, a whole lot of people in there yet. Uh, so why don't you come and participate in that? Now, that's all I'm going to do today on the friend of the show, friend of the show. Uh, all you got to do is go to OutsideTheWalls.com and get that information. And uh, really, there's some really fun videos that I would love for you to see. That's all I'm saying. Good stuff. Good stuff. So let's go ahead and move on from that today. I want to talk to you a little bit about uh, uh, some things that I'm doing in my family. You know, we, we do bedtime routine every night, and it's a little different. Uh, depending on how much time we have available for us before the kids are going to implode. Sometimes we just do a quick prayer and quick song and send the kids to bed. Uh, I bless them every night regardless. We always bless them. I use the, the ironic blessing, not ironic, but ironic. Uh, the Lord bless you and keep you. Lord make his face to shine upon you. I bless the kids every night with that. But uh, we've gotten into the habit after having moved so many times. Of, uh, of really just doing the quick bedtime routine every night. And so this back-to-school year, we have said, okay, we're going to get back into it. So tonight we did a, a decade of the rosary, just a decade, because some of the kids are small. But even my, let's see, gosh, the uh, the three-year-old uh, led two of of the Hail Marys. The, uh, the two-year-old is still learning. He's going along with mom, but they can do it and they want to do it. And you know, uh, best advice I ever got was from a man who was facing his his death. He was um, he had terminal cancer. He was a, a program. No, gosh, I don't even know what his title was. He worked at the Guadalupe Radio Network. Lived down the street from my parents, and he uh, he had ten kids. And he said to me, the best thing that he could ever do. And he, the, you know, he's facing the end of his life, and he he passed away just a month later, uh, and he. He invited me into his home before we knew that he was really, really in quite a, a bit of pain from the cancer. And he said, the best thing that I can tell you to do is to do a family rosary. 
And he said, you know, you, you bring them in. You don't have to worry that they're doing it right. You don't have to worry that the kids are sitting still. Let them do what they're going to do. Let them kind of wander around. Let them hold the rosary wrong. Just be in there with them and, uh, and do the rosary with your kids. And as they get older, they're going to want to start taking over and let them, you know, let them lead the family in prayer. And, uh, man, that just made such an impact on me to, to see a father uh, knowing that his time on earth was short, invite really a stranger into his home and impart that kind of wisdom and that kind of uh, advice. And so I'm going to pass that on to you because really I can tell and I can feel the difference in peace in our home when we do that. Speaking of advice from a father to a son, I want to read to you out of the breviary from a spiritual testament to his son by St. Louis. My dearest son, my first instruction is that you should love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your strength. Without this, there is no salvation. Keep yourself, my son, from everything that you know displeases God, that is to say, from every mortal sin. You should permit yourself to be tormented by every kind of martyrdom before you would allow yourself to commit a mortal sin. If the Lord has permitted you to have some trial, bear it willingly and with gratitude, considering that it has happened to you for your good and that perhaps you well deserve it. If the Lord bestows upon you any kind of prosperity, thank him humbly and see that you become no worse for it, either through vain pride or anything else, because you ought not to oppose God or offend him in the matter of his gifts. Listen to the divine office with pleasure and devotion. As long as you are in church, be careful not to let your eyes wander and not to speak empty words, but to pray to the Lord devoutly either aloud or in the interior prayer of the heart. Be kind-hearted to the poor, the unfortunate, and the afflicted. Give them as much help and consolation as you can. Be thankful to God for all the benefits he has bestowed upon you, that you may be worthy to receive greater. Be just to your subjects, swaying neither to the right nor left, but holding the line of justice. Always side with the poor rather than with the rich, until you are certain of the truth. See that all your subjects live in justice and peace, but especially those who have ecclesial rank and who belong to religious orders. Be devout and obedient to our Mother Church of Rome and the Supreme Pontiff as your spiritual father. Work to remove all sin from your land, particularly blasphemies and heresies. In conclusion, dearest son, I give you every blessing that a loving father can give a son. May the three persons of the Holy Trinity and all the saints protect you from every evil And may the Lord give you the grace to do his will, so that he may be served and honored through you, that in the next life we may together come to see him, love him, and praise him unceasingly. That came from the breviary from last Thursday, the feast day of St. Louis. And it brings to mind uh, the question, what advice will you give to your children as you face the end of your life, just like that neighbor did to me, just like St. Louis did to his son. What's the advice you're going to give to your children as you face the end of your life? And then ask the question, why wait? Why wait to give that advice? Begin to think about what that would be and pass the faith on to your children right now. That's all the time we have for today. Uh, don't wait until next week. Come over to our Facebook, facebook.com slash step outside the walls. On Twitter, the handle is at outside the walls. Find the blog and the archives at outsidethewalls.com. 
Outside the Walls is a co-production of Breadbox Media and St. Michael Radio, heard around the world on live streaming, terrestrial radio, and podcast. Until next week, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.